This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. You're listening to Busher and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9 coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. Send me a text on 0427 Joy 949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. And thanks to The Locker Room for sharing all things sport for this week. On tonight's show, I'm joined in the studio with Ali Hogg, who is an Australian LGBTI activist and strong campaigner for same-sex marriage and gay rights, a convener for equal love in Victoria. Samesexmarriage.com... Uh, same-sex marriage... <laughs> Samesame.com.au reported that Ali was voted the country's most influential LGBTI Australian in 2011 and the sixth most influential Melbourneian by the age for her activism for the same year. Welcome to Laylink, Ali Hock. Hi, how are you going? Good, how are you? Thank you for coming in. No worries, thanks for having me. Now, we're going to talk to you a little bit later on about all things marriage equality and you know, the upcoming rally and everything about the politics and a thing. But we like to start our show with like a little bit of a general discussion. And seeing this is the theme, I thought we'd stick with sort of the sports theme as well and a bit of the boycott because everyone's talking sort of, you know, about the should we boycott the Olympics in Russia and Obama and David Campbell have come out basically saying no. And I've got to say that I agree with them. What do, you, do you think we yeah, should be I've boycotting? Seen, I've seen things for and against the boycott. There's been reasons to boycott Olympics in the past. For instance, during South African apartheid, there was quite successful boycotts of the Olympics in support of black civil rights in South Africa. So the boycott was quite popular then. So I, I thought that it would be quite popular around this issue, but it's been quite contested. So we're actually at our rally coming up. We're going to be reading out a statement from activists queer activists in Russia. Okay. So they're going to be calling for support for what actions we should take, which we haven't received that letter yet. So <laughs> so I can't I can't exactly say what they're going to suggest, but we're we're hoping to push whatever they're suggesting at the rally for what actions we should take from here because obviously we can have our own ideas about what what's the best way forward for Russia but I think that it's good to take a lead from the activists on the ground in Russia. Yeah because I've been reading mixed reviews from both from from activists basically saying yes and no and one of the best things I read I think it was on CNN was basically they were telling us that let's make it the gayest Olympics yeah. <laughs> ever and let all the everybody just wear rainbow flags and and you know, be kissing and holding hands and just just pushing that envelope so far that then, you know, the Russians will then have to be forced to say, okay, we can't exactly arrest every single athlete. Yeah, that's right. You know, I think for me, it's more important to know that, that all the athletes there are safe. Yeah, and there are plenty of gay athletes. I saw a good interview with a gay figure skater. Yeah. Who, he's a gay man himself and he's, He's basically, he talked about how he's been training for this moment for the past decade, basically, and he wants to try to put the message out there and be as queer as he possibly can and try to bring bring his his gay pride to Russia. And as as we saw that Lady Gaga and Madonna did recently when they toured there, they both spoke out in support of gay rights and they got themselves into quite a bit of trouble for it. But I think sometimes those things can also be quite effective. 
Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think personally, as individuals, I, I, I'm not for a boycott. As I said, I'm, I'm for supporting and making sure that every athlete there is safe, even visitors. I think that's where we have the power is being a visitor. Do we choose to go there or not? But also, I think what I've seen in Facebook recently is all the boycotting of the companies who sponsor the Olympics and I think that's where we can make a big impact. Yeah, like the, all the, there's lots of boycotts at the moment of Russian vodkas and I saw there was a good demonstration in, oh there was a few demonstrations in places around the world where there's footage of them all just pouring the vodka down the drain. I'm glad I didn't see that, sorry. <laughs> I'm Polish, this is like yeah. sacrilege, you know. But no, no, Russian vodka, yeah, there's, there's a lot better vodkas out there. Not that we condone drinking <laughs> and not that we condone the frivolous wasting of vodka but yes but I think yeah you know just boycotting companies yeah. that normally support the Olympics and I think they're the ones that will then feel it and it will trickle down and it will affect them you know because yeah. these are the company they're, they're the ones making the money yeah it's a it's certainly a horrendous issue and I think that anything we can do to highlight what's happening there is really important I think what Portugal did recently when Putin came to visit was they made a, a gay rainbow crossing. They put as many rainbow flags around the town as they possibly could. I thought that was really impressive. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the little things and I think we just can't give up and we've got to just keep fighting and we can't let them alone, you know, they're... They're being mistreated and, and I know that a lot of them are probably scared and I'm hoping your letter that you're waiting to get yeah. is not being held by censorship. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, that it's actually going to arrive so you can read it because I think yeah. that will be really powerful for, for us to hear. Yeah. Just to We're hear really what they're like. We're really looking forward to reading yeah. it as well and that one of the things that they've expressed is that we shouldn't see what's happening there hold us back from fighting for our rights here. They support our right to fight for equality and they want to show solidarity with us here and want us to also show our support for them so whilst they're a little bit further backwards in terms of where they're at in terms of gay rights I think that I think that we can like be proud of our achievements of where we've come so far but still push for push for further rights and that can be a good example for places like Russia for something for them to aspire to. So you're listening to Basha on Leilink on Joy 94.9. Send me a text on 0427 Joy 949 or email at onair at joy.org.au and if you have any questions for Ellie just email them through and we'll ask her if we get a moment. You're listening to Basha and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. Send me a text on 0427 Joy 949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. Now tonight in the studio I'm joined with Ellie Hogg which you all must know is is sort of you know I would say one of the governing queens of equal love <laughs> you know when I when I hear your name it's a, it's an automatic association yep. and yeah we've just been talking about the the Russian Olympics and do we feel that we should or shouldn't boycott and how we can react but let's talk about something closer to home when is your next equal love rally so the next rally is this coming Saturday at one o'clock so that's August seventeen yep at one o'clock at the Victorian State Library and it. It's the rally that marks the ninth year anniversary since the government changed the Marriage Act. Oh, it's been nine years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem that's been that long, know, but yeah, long it's quite a long time actually. That's that's quite sad actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we need to bring? What do we need to prepare? 
Okay, so usually on the anniversary, we have a an illegal, mass illegal wedding. Okay. So for anybody that wants to marry their loved one and has been denied that right by law, we're encouraging people to come forth and bring their partners and or whoever they want to marry. We're not going to discriminate at this rally. So we'll be having a celebrant who will be able to marry everybody all together. You'll be getting a certificate. We're even going to have a big rainbow arch that people can get married in front of. Oh, heck so people, so people can frock up if they like. Many people do. We usually give an award to the best dressed, and we also give an award for the best placard. So if people can get creative and make a, some interesting placards, there's certainly no shortage of political things that people can make placards about with the election coming up. So we expect people to get creative. So. So get your creative jeans on or hands on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I and read those placards sometimes. I think, wow, that's really clever. Why didn't I think of that? I know. There are some pretty <laughs> clever ones. So so get your thinking caps on. <laughs> and yes, please dress up because I remember the last mass rally illegal marriage that you yeah. guys did. There were some there were some really clever costumes in there. You know, they were both dressed as brides, two guys just as brides. And, you know, it was just great what people did and how they expressed themselves. And yeah, yeah just... Come on, people! It makes it more fun. Yeah, just have some fun. <laughs> yeah, and if and if you take a, if you look really good, I guarantee you'll probably be in the paper the next day because the couple that I was standing next to these these gorgeous guys who were dressed beautifully. We're in the paper the next morning. Yeah, that's right. This, <laughs> this is the rally that the media are usually quite focused on and particularly because it's only a few weeks before the election. Yeah. We're expecting quite a lot of media attention and it already has a bit of media attention. It was published in in The Age, so that's that's pretty good advertising that's good. for yes, us. Yes, yes, yeah. that's always good. So so leading up to the election, how important is this r- rally? Well, it's it's cru- it's pretty crucial this rally. We've we've got our first prime minister who says that he supports marriage equality, but we can't take this for granted. And we've heard a lot of lip service come from politicians, so it's important that we keep up that pressure. We can't expect that it's going to happen unless we put up a fight. No, that's that's very true. Now at your last rally, you had some really powerful and moving speakers. I'm reminded of the young high school girl from Aubrey, Stephanie. I think it's Mika. Mika. Yeah. yeah, and also Paige Phoenix that that's his his speech brought me to tears it was a beautiful speech yeah it was really incredible you know and I think that those those speakers really resonated with the crowd and I think they brought a new level of understanding about certain levels and, and pockets of our community who are being affected by this yeah how are you going to, you know, top that? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, we'll try and top it, but it was a bit hard. Like we, we weren't expecting those speeches to be so moving. And I think that it's, it's just a matter of like who you get at the time, I suppose. But we are having Jade Leonard launch her Equal Love song, which is quite an incredible song. People can look it up on YouTube and you can also download it. And, and we encourage everyone to do that because she's donating some of the proceeds yeah, to Equal Love, right. correct? Yeah. Yes. So, so make sure you download it, people. Yeah, and she'll be encouraging everybody from the platform to get their phones out and download it right, <laughs> right there and then. So if you don't want to be doing that and using up your your money from your phone, <laughs> maybe do it while you've got wireless. Do yeah. it now. Yeah, so that should be pretty incredible hearing her sing that song. And because it's uh, it's going to be a bit more of a political rally because it is so close to yeah. the election, so 
two people that are running for the seat of Melbourne is Kath Botel and Adam Bant, and they're both supporters of marriage equality. Kath Botel is from the ALP and Adam Bant's from the Greens. Mm. So we're going to be hearing from both of them. We'll see what they've both got to say and maybe see them battle it out. <laughs> so that could be worth watching. So we have to bring like little the bell, you know, ding, 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 ding in the left corner. We have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll also be hearing from Annette Zibris, who mm. is an Aboriginal elder who she's spoken at several of our rallies. She'll be doing the Welcome to Country, but she also gives usually a pretty inspiring speech. She is somebody who has been affected by discrimination in law with her partner a few years ago now passed away and was unable to visit her in hospital. So she has she's had some pretty traumatic experiences because of discrimination in law so some of those laws have now changed but she's somebody that's been quite affected by discrimination in Australia. Yeah and it's it's sort of it's nice to see that that we're we're joining on similar fronts and you know the fact that 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 community was discriminated against and treated so badly for for so long and you know they didn't give up they keep fighting and finally they were acknowledged and they've now you know not that they're completely all the way there but they're on a a good way and I like that the you know the Aboriginal community is coming to support us as well knowing that we're sort of you know nowhere near as bad of course but you know we're sort of in that same bracket of of being discriminated against. Yeah I think it's important that we show our solidarity with other oppressed groups. Yeah it's it's really important I think and once we know once we get this one ticked you know there's there's lots more boxes I'm sure that that Equal Love (laughs) can start looking at. Now what is your website? Our website's equallove.info. Info. Nice and simple. Yes, nice and simple. Go there to find out all about the rally. Go there to find out about, yes, the mass illegal wedding. Make sure you get ready. Make sure you download Jade Leonard's song beforehand so click, you can, you know, <laughs> click prepare. Click attending on Facebook. Yes, yes. Click attending and actually show up and, and bring bring people, bring friends, bring family, bring everybody. You know, bring, you know, bring the dog, bring yeah. bring the neighbours, bring your whole bring your whole neighbourhood. Just all come. You know, we have to show support. And if we don't show support in numbers and show the politicians that this is an important issue to us, they will not listen to us. It's That's really right. hard to push yeah. an issue when you've only got a handful of people there but if you've got a lot of people masses you know let's 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 get you know 10,000 20,000 that would come be on. fantastic <laughs> you know then then maybe you know that that sort of stand up and listen and say oh maybe we do have to listen to this community because it's it's not acceptable that in this day and age we're still so discriminated against yeah. and one of the impressive things about this rally is how many young people are there and it is an election year and it, people are going to decide who they vote on based on some of these issues. But I think that the, for a lot of the young people that come to these rallies, I think that it's a way that they that aren't at voting age, I think it's a way that they can come and show their support and put pressure on. And it's unfortunate that they are unable to vote on these issues, but it's a way that they can keep that pressure on the politicians. Yeah, I think because when you talk to them, they just don't understand for them, it's just something that is just logical and they don't understand why it's still such an issue and why it's such a problem. Yeah, that's right. And I read recently in the paper, they did a poll with some Gen Ys and asking them what were their top 10 political issues and same-sex marriage was number four. Yeah. Yeah, people just cannot see why it's still an you know, issue in 2013. Environment, uh, job security, I think, and, and mortgages and being able to you know, own your home like it's the Australian dream that we all mm. grew up with. You know, they were the top three, but marriage equality was four. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, and, and a lot of these guys, you know, are straight. 
Yeah, yet they right. don't. They yeah. don't. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, politicians, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> support us. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, because for a lot of us that have been fighting it for so long, we've seen like we've seen small changes along the way, and many of us are old enough to remember homosexuality being decriminalised. But for these young people that are seeing that it's not a big issue to be gay, it's not a big issue to be trans. Like the, and I think that the fact that the laws discriminate against LGBTI people, it just further entrenches some of that discrimination and makes people feel like it's not okay to be those things. Yeah, and that that's a really good point. And we're going to go to a few songs and messages. So send me and Ali a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. You're listening to Busha. This is Lay Link on JOY94.9. You're listening to Busha and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9, coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. Now tonight in the studio I'm joined with Ali Hogg and we've been discussing the upcoming rally which is on this Saturday at 1 o'clock at the State Library so everybody be there. But let's sort of change it. So how has the Gillard and Rudd changeover affected the issue of marriage equality? Well, it seems quite a lot, considering just before Rudd came in and took his job back from Julia Gillard, <laughs> is one way of putting it. Yes. He, he came out and said he has changed his position in support of marriage equality. And this has kind of been seen as quite controversial from people on all sides. Many people are saying that he is just doing it because he's opportunistic. And personally... I don't think that matters. I think it's really important that he's come out and said this, and I think it means so much to a lot of people. But I, but we're hoping that it's not empty words and we want to be mm. able to put the pressure on him no, to actually... No, but that's a good point. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, if we get marriage equality... Who cares what he really yeah, thinks? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not important. Now, could you explain the implications of Rudd's comments on the debate on Sunday night about him introducing a bill to legalise same-sex marriage within the first 100 days of a re-election of the Labor Party? Yeah, so, well, this was actually one of our demands on Kevin Rudd when he first became the Prime Minister again. And we sent him a letter saying that, congratulations on changing your position. <laughs> we want you to, if you get re-elected, we want you to change the legislation within the first 100 days. So he didn't exactly say he'll change it. He'll say he'll put the bill. And we we encourage him to put the bill to, to change the legislation according to their party position, which is to support marriage equality. And if there's a conscience vote, that means that the Liberals will have to agree to that conscience vote and we don't know what the outcome of that is going to be. So it's... So it's kind of a bit confusing. <laughs> yeah, I know, because Abbott very conveniently avoided that question on, on Sunday night. Yeah, that's right. He just but didn't he did say anything. he did also seem to soften his position a bit. He said that it was a very important issue and he spoke about his sister being in the audience who same-sex mm. attracted and that that issue is important to her. So he's starting to kind of come across as a bit more soft on the issue and not feel as though... He, I think he realises that he can't be as hard-lined as he once was because... It's such a minority position now in this country. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And it's it's interesting to see that. I'm just hoping that when he was saying that he wants to put it to to his party, you know, t- for, a, for a discussion and a vote, that he actually does that yeah. and that he allows them, if they choose to cross the floor or have a conscience vote, if they choose to vote, let them vote. 
Yeah, the, the funny thing is that the Liberals usually have a conscience vote normally on things and the Labor Party usually have a binding vote. And in this issue, they've both totally gone the other way around on it, which I think is quite interesting. And I think that it's a way that they can keep all sides happy. I think that the Liberals know if they... They know if they have a con- or if they have a binding vote on the issue, they'll mm. be able to block it. And the ALP know that if they have a conscience vote, some people will support it, but they're hoping that they'll have enough conservative people vote against it to to appease their conservative supporters. Yeah, because I I think if you look at sort of the floor, like now it's sort of different when we look at possibly you know, in two months when we look at the, the political fl- floor, it will be different because that there will be a swing probably, you know, we don't know which direction yeah, is this right. stage yeah. <laughs> and we don't know who's sitting in those. But even if we do have more Liberals than Labors or more Labors, like we don't know, each person will have their own individual opinion. And I think that's where it's important that we put pressure on our local MPs to, to remind them that this is our opinion yeah. and you know, just not to forget that, to say, guys, you know, just take that time, go and chat with them, remind them that, you know, you were in their constituency, you vote for them, you're important, and just put a face to that image because I think a lot of them just don't have that association. Yeah, that's right. And Equal Love are going to continue to protest until we actually see it changed in law. So we can hear as much lip service as they can give us, but we plan on actually continuing to rally and rally up support to help galvanise public opinion so we can continue to keep that pressure on them until we actually see it enshrined in Australian law. I know, because I, I, I still don't get it. I don't get it that in this day and age we still don't have it. I just I just can't fathom it. I just My brain doesn't comprehend. I know, it's <laughs> going to be something that we look back on and be quite embarrassed that it took us this long to, to I know. That, I, I know, I think there'll be a lot of embarrassed politicians in the future Let's just shaking their heads. we don't have a 10-year ten, ten anniversary. <laughs> no, I, that would, yeah, that would be, yeah, let's stop it at nine, people. <laughs> Please. So, in your opinion, do you think we'll achieve marriage equality under a Labor-Rudd government? I think that it's hard to say, but I do think that it's possible. I think it helps it be possible having a leader that says that he supports it. So, we don't know whether or not he's going to get elected. It's looking a bit touch and go at the moment. But I think that it's probably more likely than seeing marriage equality be one under a Liberal government. So under a Liberal Abbott government, you think we'll probably have less likelihood of that? Yeah, he's, he's a lot less likely to even go near the subject. Yeah. And what about the independence? Is that something that, that's going to be then an issue that we're probably going to like, you know, your organisation is going to try and put pressure on the independence, hoping that they carry the balance of power? Yeah, I guess it depends who forms <laughs> government. So it's a bit hard to say that yet. So one of the things that we can say is that no matter who gets into mm. parliament, we're going to put pressure on all sides of politics. Good. That's good. That's what we like to hear. Now that we've got England and even the Queen who've signed full marriage equality into English law, do you think this puts added pressure onto our politicians? Yeah, definitely. I think that, well, it certainly makes us look a bit more shameful. And <laughs> it's, it was already embarrassing enough for us that our neighbouring country, New Zealand, changed it. And now New Zealand, our mothering country, so to speak, I know, <laughs> is also in support of marriage equality. It makes Australia quite embarrassing. Well, look, we've got a question here from a listener. So they're asking about what about instead of full marriage equality if the government acknowledges all same-sex overseas marriages? So, for example, if we go to New Zealand it's not that far and get married what what do you think yeah well certainly I know many people did flock to New Zealand to get married but unfortunately (laughs) it doesn't really mean anything if it's not recognized here so I think that 
I think that that would be a good thing, but I don't think that we should stop there. I think that it's only really a half measure as civil unions as civil unions yeah. will be. Not everybody has the funds to go overseas to get married and so I think that it's still means that, that we have discrimination in place in Australian law. So yeah. I think that we need to keep fighting for equality if that's the case. Yeah, because I don't think it's sort of, it's not really a slap in the face, but it's, I think it, if we got that kind of a law, it'd be, it'd be a push in the right direction yeah. to say, okay, now let's continue. But it's still only thing. allowing a select privileged group I know. of people. So it's sort of, some yeah, people I'm not, can afford yeah. to do that and many working you know, class people can't. <laughs> exactly. And why should we push, you know, fly, you know, not that New Zealand's not a lovely country yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but... Why should we be pushing our people to go overseas to do this? That's right, yeah. You know, they want to get married in their own country, in their own, you know, with their families and friends and, and be acknowledged in their own land. And that's I think right, that yeah. that's something for me that, that I think is important. You want to be acknowledged in your own country. Yeah, it's great to be acknowledged outside. Mm. But, yeah, when you step into your own country, you want people to say, okay, yes. You know, and then it has some meaning. Yeah, But yes. definitely. All right. Well, thank you for that. That was an interesting question, listener. <laughs> Next time, include your name so we can say thank you. <laughs> Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. You're listening to Busher. This is Lay Link on JOY94.9. You're listening to Busher and this is Lay Link on JOY94.9. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au or head to the joy.org.au homepage right now and on the right-hand side of the screen you'll see our banner. Click on this banner to connect with us via social media. Download the podcast or send me an email outside of Lay Link hours at laylink at joy.org.au. Now we're joined in the studio tonight with Ali. Ali Hogg, I should say, from yep. Equal Equal Love. But, you know, sorry, I just I just presume everyone knows who Ali is, you know. <laughs> so, but anyway, now we've been talking a little bit about the upcoming rally. So that's this Saturday. Yep. One o'clock. Yep, at the State Library. At the State Library, yes. We're just going to remind everybody. I know I'm saying it a lot, but come on, people. We've all got to be there, got to show our support. And we've been talking a little bit about the political landscape. So let's just go back to a little bit about Equal Love. Why did you join them or yep. why did you become a part of, of this group? Yeah, well, I've been a part of the actual campaign since 2004, since the before Equal Love was even even started itself. Like they, there was a snap action called and I was the queer officer at my student union. So that was my very first same-sex marriage rally. And it was quite small, but I continued to come to the protests. And in 2009, I became the convener. Mm-hmm. and have been ever since and I think that it's a really important campaign to be a part of it's one of the only pieces of federal legislation that still discriminates and is affecting so many people and I think that it affects people way more broadly than people that just want to get married yeah because you know when you look at you know our the LGBTI community it's still quite highly discriminated against and and we're we're such a large we're not you know per capita we're not such a big group but any other group of this size would would have you know everybody listen to them and be acknowledged yet yeah. yet everyone just thinks oh you know just leave them that's fine we can continue to discriminate them yeah and I they're think okay people, but <laughs> a lot of people feel that we have come some way homosexuality mm. is is now not illegal and thank God yeah. <laughs> and the, so many people even many people in the LGBTI community can feel like it's not a big issue but I really think it's a massive issue and I think that many young people admit that they feel the fact that 
the government doesn't show them recognition that it makes them feel like they're less deserving than their heterosexual counterparts. So I think that it's a major issue and whether people have an interest in getting married or not, it's one that everybody should get behind. Yeah, it, it is important to show our support for everyone. We all want to feel like, you know, that we're important and that we we have those rights and you know, everyone is important. We, we all breathe, we all sleep, yeah. <laughs> we do everything. You know, everything, we do everything the same. It's just that slightly parts of us are different, but that's what makes us interesting. If everyone was the same, it would be very, very boring. Yeah, and really, like, what's our sex lives got to do with anybody else? I think that who people choose to have sex with or who, what gender people choose yeah. to have should not be an issue of the government. No, it's definitely, I don't want the, the government in my bedroom. It's like, yeah. no, that's the way flies I don't want you there. Right. Run the country, <laughs> do the economy. Yeah, that's fine, but stay out of that room. It's it's my private business. And yeah, no, it's very true because there's a lot of people out there who probably do, you know, unusual and weird things that we would think are a bit uh, yeah. on the nose. <laughs> but we don't discriminate. We go, oh, yeah, you know, it's your business. That's it's your right. choice. As yeah. long as you're not hurting anyone. So who we choose to marry, it comes under the same comes under the same book. I think. I think it's pretty outrageous that it's continuing. I know. Now, does it surprise you? Because I'm still shocked that that in you know 2013 that we still have this problem of you know marriage equality and that it's such I guess you'd say a large political minefield. <laughs> yeah, I think that well, it is a bit of a shock, but I think that having been a part of this campaign for so long you can see small changes along the way mm. and so it kind of feels like the only analogy I can think of is a big boil that's coming to a head and yeah <laughs> thanks for <laughs> <And> that lovely <laughs> image <laughs> and I feel like that it's like we're slowly getting Ready to closer burst. to burst so <laughs> hopefully hopefully that is the case and hopefully now we're seeing more and more politicians coming out and saying they're in support of it now the ALP finally has said their party position is to support it and I think with so much pressure being put on them Hmm. it is something that we'll eventually see come into fruition but I think that that like as I've said several times we just need to keep up that pressure. (laughs) No it's true and when you think back only a few years when when the Greens sort of first introduced the bill or Mm. this discussion into the party rooms the vote was probably three maybe five people who voted for it and in those few years those numbers have increased exponentially. And, you know, if we got the Liberals on side and we got them to have that conscience vote, I I truly do believe, I hope I'm not being silly, but I truly do believe that we will get that that swing that we need to have that majority. Yeah, well, I certainly hope so. And I think even looking back at in 2004 when they first changed the Marriage Act, Mm. the majority of Australians didn't even support it. Only 32% of Australians supported it. And now we see a vast majority of Australians. So we have come some way. So I think that we can get there. Hopefully. And I, th- I always think it's funny when you when you talk to people and you mention the fact that, you know, that you're a gay or lesbian or something, that they'll usually start, you know, they try to show support so they start to talk about marriage equality. Yeah, and right. It's so cute. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, it's such, it's such a bad, you know, it's, it's horrible that you don't have it yeah, and all this. Right. And it's so sweet. But I'm sometimes tempted to say, guys, okay, come to the next rally. Yeah. Come and support us because, you know, we need your numbers there as well because if it's just our community, it's we're just not going to get there. You yeah. know, if we get if we get everybody else as well and even if you don't want to get married, don't think that this is not affecting you because maybe in the future you choose to get married and you won't have that that low right. Mm. And you know, you may have friends who want to get married and, and just show support to your community and your family and your friends and stuff and, and be there, you know. Don't sit at home. 
Yeah, I think going to the polls in September is one thing, but I don't think it's enough. I think that people need to be a part of this civil rights movement, really, Mm. if they want to see real change. And I think that we only, like you look at the civil rights movements in history that have won and people are so proud to be a part of them. And I think that people should equally want to be a part of this one. And when we win, you can say, I was there. Exactly. You can say you were there and you can even show photos with your marriage certificate as you've just got (laughs) illegally mass married. Like that's just the best thing ever. Because the last one was really good. I really enjoyed the last one. Yeah, because you had a really fantastic. He wasn't. He was. Was he a priest? Yeah, and we're having the same guy. Oh, he was really good. I really liked him. He started his own church for renegades basically so <laughs> yay go the renegades <laughs> he's really fantastic and he his name escapes me at the moment but it might come to me <laughs> he is yeah he did really f- fabulously last time and he it, people just felt really amazing afterwards and it was really great to go back on facebook that night and see everybody uploading their certificates and photos of them getting married and so it's it's a great atmosphere and it also like it's it's part of a real push to keep the pressure on the politicians Yes, and he he did speak really well, and he was very engaging. I did, I did, mm. I did find him very enjoyable. I thought, yeah. oh yes, you go like like the renegade priest. You yeah, know? come on, <laughs> let's let's push those numbers. Okay, so for everyone who may have forgotten, the rally is when Saturday, August the seventeenth mm-hmm. at one p.m. at the State Library. So everyone has to be there. Okay, thank you very much, Ellie, for giving us your time. No worries. We appreciate so that. We know you've got a rally to prepare for and then speeches to prepare yep. and guests and everything, <laughs> and, and we really appreciate it. So everybody out there, just make sure support, show numbers, and actually get off the couch on a Saturday and go for a bit of a walk. You know, have a bit of fun. It'll be great. It's and a great it might atmosphere. Be raining, so bring your rainbow umbrellas. <laughs> yes, that's always good. You know, then we can just line the streets with rainbow umbrellas. Yep. <laughs> like last time, where everyone was drawing the uh, rainbow chalk yeah. thing. We'll just have rainbow umbrellas. Yeah. Oh, the moving rainbow parade. That would be look great. Amazing. It would look amazing. So again, thank you again for for your time. Thanks so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Okay, so you're listening. You've been listening to Basha, and this is Leilink on Joy ninety four point nine. Good night. Hey, this is Ella Hooper and you're listening to Lay Link with Basha on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.